It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, transgender rights, racial rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there are special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that people still really prefer freedom over force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured and valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Tuesday, producer Steve. Happy Tuesday, July 25th. July 25th. (laughs) So what, five months from now, it's Christmas. Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) My lights are up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're you're ahead of the game. You're always ahead of the game, producer Steve. What else do you do when it's 95 degrees outside? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. So July 25th, hard to believe. Hey, check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Uh, And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And um, America's Veterans Stories, uh, the uh, last week, the initial broadcast of the interview with 99-year-old Ken Luttrell, uh, Marine veteran, was in four of the landing battles at in World War II, the Battle of the Marshall Islands, the Battle of Saipan, the Battle of Tinian, and the Battle of Iwo Jima, where he was wounded. And that will rebroadcast this Sunday, 10 to 11 p.m. And then yesterday, we recorded a great interview with Colonel Bill Rutledge on a book report on the book Indestructible. And uh, Colonel Rutledge is 95. He's traveled the world, very interested in people, reads all the time. And he had not heard of the story of this guy, Pappy Gunn, who in World War II, because of his creativity and innovation, uh, he basically probably saved Australia from Japanese invasion, Steve. Now, he was modifying aircraft, right? As Correct. He, it's kind of like on-the-fly modifications to these aircraft. B-25s? Yeah, B-25s. Yeah. And uh, apparently they had been designed for the bombing in Europe where you had a static target. And it wasn't working in the Pacific where your targets were moving. They were ships. And, and so uh, he would retrofit be the right word. But instead of uh, high altitude bombing, they he reconfigured these B-25 so that they came in on this attack. The Battle of the um, Sea of Bismarck, I think is what he said it was. And they came in and uh, basically just above the waves. Uh, and he had retrofitted with uh, different guns in the front, taken off the, I think it was the turret underneath, isn't that the turret, uh, took those off because they didn't need that. And uh, they came in and they basically decimated the Japanese and saved uh, saved the um, Australia from invasion. Fascinating story. And he said, Kim, in all these years, I've never heard the story. The book is Indestructible by John Brunning. And uh, he said, I had never heard about the guy. And he says it was one of the most riveting books he'd ever read. So that's going to be this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. But again, creativity and innovation. The guy had a sixth, uh, sixth grade education. Yeah, that's the point. I get, I'm glad you 
you got out in front of me there because I all I could remember him saying is that you know it wasn't a college education, and yet he was so adept at looking at the machinery you know that was provided by the government to you know to carry out and conduct war and say this needs to change yeah and, we need and, to make a difference and knew how to do it yeah creativity innovation that's the american spirit and it is such a i'm, I'm going to use the word of the day it's such a conundrum now with what we see happening in our education system where uh kids by the uh, third grade many of them in colorado are not proficient in reading and writing and here you have Pappy Gunn with just three more years of education, and he had was able to do all kinds of things. And the reason is is because public education is not what it was back then, and uh, um, we need to change that. We obviously need to change that. So it's a real conundrum when we have the Douglas County School Board that's going to be floating a new tax increase uh, when people are really – really being uh, taxed more and more. There's inflation. I cannot honestly believe with our higher property tax values, which that's an automatic tax increase if nothing is done. Uh, and the nothing, that something to be done is not Prop HH, uh, which that is being proposed. It was referred to the ballot. It'll be on the ballot this November by the state legislature and the governor. And basically, it is will gut our Tabor refunds forever, basically, in the name of a little bit of property tax relief. What we really need is these school boards, these park boards, these metro boards to be lowering the mill levy so that our taxes will be going down. But instead, uh, we've got the Douglas County School Board that's probably going to ask for a tax increase, if you can believe that. So it's a real conundrum on what to do about pu- uh, public education, Steve. You'd like to be, I mean, I guess I'm assuming all their meetings are behind closed doors. You'd like to be a fly on the wall and listen to how they speculate what's coming down and how they're going to counter. I mean, it's like a game of chess, uh, trying to plan their next move. That's going to benefit them. That's going to enable them to get more taxpayer money. Right. So one of the first moves was, I I think, to all of the Douglas County students, there was a a nice, beautiful flyer that was um, sent out, I think, to families. Because you didn't get one, did you? No, not yet. No. And so I think it went out to families stating the need for a tax increase. And uh, so it's a real conundrum. So that's our word of the day, conundrum. It's a riddle in which a fanciful question is answered by a pun. A problem admitting of no satisfactory solution, a conceit, a device, a hoax. And again, the word of the day is conundrum. And uh, let's see here. Oh, well, it's excellent. Sounds like you just described the Biden administration. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a real conundrum for their press secretary when, when she walks out on uh, um, trying to um, navigate not answering any of the questions honestly. I think she was nailed to the wall either last week or the week before. Literally. I mean, somebody just blurted out of the crowd. It's like, you know, are you here to lie to us some more? Yeah. Yikes. Somebody said that? Yeah. It was audibly caught on mic. And I'm thinking this person who willingly, well, I don't know. Yes, she's there. She's drawing a, a salary, a paycheck. But the whole reason she's there has doesn't have much to do with being a good press secretary and you know people are tired of it even the you know the liberal press is tired of it 
Yeah, it is. Uh, again, that's a real conundrum. That's going to be a great word. I think y'all, all of you can be, will be able to use that word quite extensively today because we have a lot of conundrums going on right now. Another one of those would be, what about your water heater, Steve? Oh, geez, don't start. I mean, I'm thinking we got, what, an hour and 50 minutes left on the air. How many times are you going to say conundrum yet? <laughs> yes, the Biden administration going after another uh, home appliance and their never-ending quest to... Uh, you know, change the way things are done in the name of what? I don't know, because, you know, the the changes that they're suggesting in terms of, you know, taking away my gas range. I so now it's water heaters. That's that's the next thing on the on the chopping block. See, it's water heaters, your lawn mower, your lawn tools, your gas range. You know, and it, 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 one of the things of that what basically what this is it is trying to gut the demand for uh, for power is what it's trying to do by and in doing so by subsidizing wind and solar and trying to reduce the the uh, demand for these things that actually make our lives so much better uh they're they're trying to this is just another way that they're trying to go after the uh, natural fuels, our oil and gas industry. And so first it was your plastic bags, as Lauren Levy affectionately calls it, the husband tax, <laughs> because he says he always forgets the, the bag at the, the grocery store. So, you know, all the husbands do. So they pay the bag tax. So it was the bags. And now then it was your lawn tools and your gas range and your water heater, all these things that We've taken for granted that have made our lives better, and they are are trying to um, really make our lives worse, Steve. It's really unbelievable. But then there's a, a large but here. Okay. Was it 20, you know, the, the years fly by too quick for me. Uh, was it 2021, February? I know it was February, where the situation in Texas where the renewables just weren't cutting it. Right. And we had this incredible deep freeze. Uh, if it wouldn't have been for fossil fuels to save the day and the whole well, people died there yeah. was a bunch of people and then where died. i'm going with this is the fact that they didn't seem to learn anything they pushed that aside like oh that was a freak it'll never happen again i beg to differ i i think that the the, the narrative that we need to really understand is is they do not have our best interests in mind and um and it, it's not just in this particular arena, it has crossed the spectrum. And uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit more here in a moment. But first thing, our quote of the day, and I took this from the great little quote book from, that was published by the Center for American Values. The Center for American Values is located on the Riverwalk in Pueblo, Colorado. And uh, one of the things that they do is they honor our Medal of Honor recipients. And they have the Portraits of Valor with uh, over 160 portraits of Medal of Honor recipients and a quote by each of them. It's so powerful. And then also um, educate, these educational programs that are, will inform our, our students. And it could be um, whether or not our public school students or homeschool students are online uh, about these values of America, of honor and integrity and patriotism and so for to get more information about what they're doing go to center for american values uh, dot 
<laughs> now I can't remember if it's .org or .com. i got to remember that, Steve. Let me, I'll get that for you here in just a minute. So our Medal of Honor recipient that we're quoting today is Jose M. Lopez, United States Army Medal of Honor, born in 1910, died in 2005. And uh, he, he was born in Mexico, and uh, uh, he, he died in the United States. And uh, Sergeant Jose M. Lopez, then Private First Class, 23rd Infantry near Krinkelt, Belgium, on December 17, 1944, on his own initiative, he carried his heavy machine gun from Company K's right flank to its left in order to protect that flank, which was in danger of being overrun by advancing enemy infantry supported by tanks. Occupying a shallow hole, offering no protection above the waist, he cut down a group of 10 Germans. Ignoring enemy fire from an advancing tank, he held his position and cut down 25 more enemy infantry, attempting to turn his flank. Unbelievable. Glancing to his right, he saw a large number of infantry swarming in in from the front. Although dazed and shaken from enemy artillery fire, which had crashed into the ground only a few yards away, he realized that his position soon would be outflanked. Again, alone, he carried his machine gun to a position to the right rear of the sector. Enemy tanks and infantry were forcing a withdrawal. Blown over backwards by the concussion of enemy fire, he immediately reset his gun and continued his fire. Single-handed, he held off the German horde until he was satisfied his company had effected its retirement. Again, he loaded his gun on his back, and in a hail of small arms fire, he ran to a point where a few of his comrades were attempting to set up another defense against the onrushing enemy. He fired from his position until his ammunition was exhausted. Still carrying his gun, he fell back with his small group to Krinkelt. Sergeant Lopez's gallantry and intrepidity on seemingly suicidal missions in which he killed at least 100 of the enemy were almost solely responsible for allowing Company K to avoid being enveloped and to withdraw successfully and to give other forces coming up in support time to build a line which repelled the enemy drive. Can you believe it, Steve? No. Every time you do one of these, I try it. My imagination takes off and try and envision the, you know, the terrain, uh, the players, both sides, and I just I can't uh, comprehend. You know what? What are the two words they use in these? When the citations use the same uh, gallantry and intrepidity. Yeah, those words are just bouncing around in my head. I don't think many people know what that means today. Well, that's why we do the show, is to help you get your brain around this. This is what Jose M. Lopez said. He said, our freedom allows us to enjoy the sense of honor and pride necessary to be a hero. Stay free, be proud, and never cease to do what is right. What amazing words of the day. It's just uh, so inspiring. And again, we need a little inspiration these days because uh, if you just watch the news headlines, you're going, my, oh, my, what on earth is going on here? We get to do the show because of wonderful sponsors like the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And as a State Farm agent for 47 years, Roger served as customers, provided for his family, and given back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, Greenwood Village, and Castle Rock. For help with your insurance needs, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan insurance team is there. Rosie's doing it. So is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been at it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that, and guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. 
Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubbs Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubbs Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. And you can e- email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, one of the headlines, which is just very hard to believe, is this... Uh, variety of different places, but this is from the Daily Wire. It says the Biden administration threatens to sue Texas over barriers on the Rio Grande blocking illegal immigration. Uh, My friends, our, our country is being invaded and it's being invaded across the southern border because this government, this um, Biden administration not only refuses to protect the border, but actually will take a will take legal action to prevent a state from protecting our border and our people. And uh, sometimes I want to say after these, and and not that I, I'm, I'm saying this to have a dog in the game right now regarding uh, president uh, candidates, presidential candidates. Uh, I, I really love many of the things that Donald Trump did when he got into office, uh, lowering tax rates, uh, getting rid of rules and regulations, really getting the economy humming. People had real money, real money, more money in their pockets. Um, all these things I really liked about him. But people will say, well, but I didn't like his tweets and I didn't like his demeanor. Well, I just go through some of these headlines. Biden administration threatens to sue Texas over barriers on Rio Grande blocking illegal immigration. We have an invasion happening at the southern border. And then I just don't understand how people can say, but I didn't like his tweets. I I just don't know, Steve. What do you think? (laughs) What I think is like I'm almost to the point of non-comprehension. You've already touched on it. Here is this problem, this crisis uh, invasion of the country. There's no other word that describes it. A federal government that turns a blind eye to it. So the state government picks up the slack and says, we're going to do this because we have a dog in the fight and we have to do this and turns around and gets sued. Now, yesterday it was still you know, a threat of a suit. Well, actually, I guess yesterday the threat was taken away and it became reality. But then you look into this this story and you look at the words coming from the Justice Department. Talk about a reach. And, and yet, are people actually b- 
buying this and saying, oh, this is a good reason. And, yeah, you, you should sue the state of Texas. In the uh, Justice Department were own words, the floating barrier poses a risk to navigation as well as public safety in the Rio Grande River. And it presents humanitarian concerns as well. All right. Let's take those you know, one at a time. And the most hilarious one is a threat or a risk to navigation. I had no idea that the Rio Grande <laughs> was a navigable river unless for, you know, for pleasure boats. OK, well, we'll we'll find a way to work with that. But what navigation are they speaking of? They make it sound like it's a Mississippi River. <laughs> I know it. And uh, it, it's uh, – what was the other thing, though, that uh, – let's see. They said that uh, uh, navigable – Humanitarian and, concerns. Oh, humanitarian concerns. Well, but, oh, know. right. Uh, uh, how humanitarian is this? The, it is so dangerous down there. And how – what about the humanitarian aspect of our U.S. citizens that live along the border? And then the fact that 85,000 children – have gone missing. There's nothing humanitarian about that whatsoever, producer Steve. I'm thinking of the uh, the weather. Uh, well, ever since I say with June, I know what Texas is like. I've been there enough times to know, and I can't imagine what it's like right down there along the border. That once these people, they're out, they're exposed, and if their needs are not, you know, if nobody's there to meet those humanitarian needs, like water. And some level of shelter from the sun, it, it just I can't comprehend just how bad it it could really get. Well, uh, to that point, though, that uh, there are there are people there are organizations down there that are pushing these people to the border, and unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, it's organizations that they're working as NGOs. They're being paid by the government regarding uh, these immigrants that are coming across the. The border, and and it pains me to say this, but it's two of the big ones are Catholic Charities and Lutheran Family Services, and uh, I mean I know firsthand because I sat on the board of Lutheran Family Services, so I can tell you that uh, instead of working as charities, they are working as non non well they're working off government dollars, and they're they're now called NGOs, uh, so. Um, it pains me to say that, but there's an organized effort on um, getting these people to the border, Steve. And then when they come across, the American taxpayers are paying for food, rent, clothing, phones, the whole thing, Steve. Well, then it continues. Governor Greg Abbott tweeted out that Texas would not be removing the barriers and added that they would see the DOJ in court. I got to love his pluck. I do love that. That is uh, that is very, very good. Um, next thing I want to move over to is, is at one thirty today is the Douglas County Commissioner's uh, meeting. And apparently they are considering using some of the rescue money. I guess that would be the COVID money, uh, doling out grants to different things. One of those would is a $26,000 plus dollar grant to one of the local pride organizations for in air quotes, again, suicide prevention. And I think we just need to cut to the chase. First of all, doling out these grants is not the proper role of government. Uh, Of course, the next thing that is said is, is if we don't, people say, if we don't take the money, somebody else will. Well, uh, and that is probably true, but that is akin to the same argument as if if I don't rob my neighbor, then somebody else will, so I might as well get to it first, right? Oh, my. Oh my. 
<laughs> That's the bottom line. Because this money, we do not have this money. It's federal money that has been printed. And uh, you are seeing, when I say you're being robbed, one of the ways you're being robbed is through inflation. And that is because of government policy, and that is because of all of this money that has been printed and all of this money has, that's been spent. So this is not the proper role of government. We need to start to have our local officials start to say no to this money that's being dangled in front of them. We need to we need to have our elected representatives remember that they work for us, the people, and not the entity, whether or not it's the city or the county or whatever. They they are representatives of the people. And so, first of all, it's not the proper role of government. We don't have the money, so we should give it back and tell them to. Uh, Tell them to send it back to, to Washington, D.C. and, and tell, tell Washington, D.C. to quit printing money and doling it out. And then never, never, never was any of our tax dollars to be used to support organizations that support lewd public behavior, Steve. Well, educate me here. $26,000, right? That's-, that, that's my understanding. All right. One of the most personal decisions you can make on a daily basis is whether you choose to live or maybe choose not to live. How is that $26,000 going to influence? You're, you're referring to suicide prevention. I am. I am. Uh, that, that's an excellent question. That is, see, that's what normally happens, though, is uh, the, the spending of taking one person's money and giving it to somebody else. It, it, you see that it's it's many times done under the guise of some kind of compassion. I mean, it breaks our heart that we hear that young people or anybody is considering suicide. And we would like to do things to certainly prevent that. But it's actually, that's not government's role. That's that's our role as, as citizens as we interact with each other. And... Um, uh, so, but th- many times these things are couched in words that uh, sound compassionate, but uh, and and then that's the other thing is is wh- where is the accountability for the money as well, and, and what it is supposed to do. So once again, this is not the proper role of government. We don't have the money, and never ever was government supposed to be in the position where the, they would be funding those that are promoting lewd uh, behavior. Um, does, does that sound like those are three points that make a lot of sense? Because I need to send a text message. Well, they do make a lot of sense. And, you know, the other side of this trans issue will tar paper or, and tar and feather us for our even asking questions. But yet, you know, one of the reasons we are so reticent is because we know the confusion that it's generating in people's minds, especially young people's. And that confusion can rise to the point of saying, I don't want to live anymore. Right. And so, yes, we should not be sowing confusion. And well, I guess the other thing I would say is this this whole trans activist agenda flies in the face of natural law. And right in the Declaration of Independence, we talk about nature's law. And honestly, that we would be using tax dollars to you know to to support organizations that are as you say sowing confusion because it, 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 we know ultimately this is going against nature's law 
And so I will be sending a text message. I will not be able to be at the meeting uh, today, but that will be one thirty down at um, where the commissioners meet in Douglas County. And But I will be sending a text message, Producer Steve. Uh, and it is really important that we... You know, that, that we uh, start to interact, as uh, Colonel Mill said yesterday, with our uh, local elected, and I'm not going to call them officials. They are local elected representatives, and we need to remember that. So the uh, show comes to you because of uh, um, many great sponsors, and one of those is Karen Levine. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That is why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider the opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Munson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice, uh, searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Very uh, pleased to have on the line with me the CEO and president of Passio HR uh, and uh, sponsor of the show, and that is Roger Hayes. Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. Good morning. Well, it's great to have you. And, Roger, uh, first of all, explain to our listeners what Passio HR does. So we're a professional employer organization, and what we do is we help small to mid-sized businesses um, with all of their back house, um, not-so-much-fun stuff that you have to do when you uh, run a company. So uh, we help with um, human resources, you know, handbooks, job descriptions, hiring, management, terminating, those kind of things. But we also provide um, large group health plans, 401k, retirement programs, IRA type things like that, workers' compensation, um, risk management stuff, services. And we take care of all that, including payroll. So um, we would then also make sure everybody gets direct deposits and their paychecks are accurate and they go out in a timely fashion. But the biggest thing we do lately is compliance because, um, as you know, the government here in Colorado and at our federal level, doesn't stop passing laws that um, everybody has to follow. So, you know, compliance becomes a big issue, uh, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger all the time. So we assist with making sure that these businesses are 
compliant and staying within the letters of the law as much as we possibly can. Well, in Colorado, it seems like there is a direct assault upon entrepreneurs and business owners uh, from this last legislature. And uh, uh, wanted to get you on because you, you have to really watch what's happening down there. And I mean, first of all, Roger, 681 new laws were uh, proposed this year by this legislature. That's highly irresponsible because there is no way that uh, these elected representatives can read and know uh, exactly what they're they're voting on and have the time to contemplate what the um, the consequences will be of these different laws. Uh, so this is just. It's irresponsible. It is not good governance, and uh, we, we're in we're in a, a difficult situation here in Colorado. Well, you're absolutely correct, and it's not as if you know. And I've, I've said this before. It's not as if the legislature goes through the books and says, "Okay, we have these old laws that we passed, you know, ten, twenty, thirty years ago, and now we're passing new laws that are similar, or they just you know add on to it." They just this legislature goes by emotion. It doesn't really go by common sense. It doesn't go by um, law sometimes. It's just they pass things on emotion, stuff that makes them feel good. And they don't take into account the um, unintended consequences, which the law of unintended consequences always happens when you pass something. Um, you think you're going to go one way, and then the law impacts people going a totally different direction that nobody had planned on. And this legislature, it really is anti-business. Um, they did not like business owners, they do not like businesses, and they have no problem um, really going after them and trying to punish them. And the unintended consequence a lot of times is, you know, you have price hikes and you see fewer people getting hired for jobs. So it really does have a major impact. Well, it does. And uh, one of the things that I realized as uh, Roger, I'm a new president. Well, we're through through the first six months of it, of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. And with that, it's a a great group. They uh, are all volunteers, have been watching legislation in Colorado uh, since 1976. And my hat is off to this amazing group of people. But what I started to see is that uh, instead of legislators uh, looking looking at, at you know bringing forth legislation that uh, they'd really contemplated and thought this was important, what I've realized is that special interests are coming in with a lot of these legislators leg- and and um, and and actually writing the legislation and getting legislators to carry these bills for them. And so it's really been special interests that I think have that's really been pushing many of these laws, Roger. It, it, it's absolutely correct. Um, when you try to pass over 600 of them, there's no way possible that a, a legislator can sponsor that many brilliant ideas by themselves. So a lot of this stuff has to come from somewhere, and it's not coming from your elected le- legislator. There are tons of special interest groups, and they're on both sides of the aisle, but in this state, they are heavily, heavily balanced on the left. Um, You know, the Colorado Trial Lawyers Association is a big one. Um, Labor unions are another big one. They write a ton of this stuff, and a lot of it isn't really necessarily done for the benefit or the the improvement of the average um, business owner or employee. It helps the special interest. There's something in it for them. 
so it's being written to help them drive membership or increase their coffers or things like that. And I realize that, you know both sides have right. special interest groups that help write, but boy, when you look at the legislation that's being um, set up in Colorado, it gets introduced every year. When you've got over 600 of these laws, a lot of this stuff is coming from people. And like I said, a lot of it is just based purely on emotion. Um, we're not thinking this stuff through. It, it really makes us feel great to offer these new benefits and require these employers to follow all these strict rules so people's feelings don't get hurt. And then the unintended consequences is a lot of times is the employers just say, you know what, I'm going to kind of I'm going to reduce my staff. And, and and we see that really in you know fast food. I mean, there's a lot of places you go now and there's hardly any humans in there anymore. You know, you have to do your own ordering at the kiosk when you walk in. And a lot of that is equated to the big push for the $15 an hour minimum wage we saw a few years ago. Employers didn't just bump everybody's pay up. They made decisions, like McDonald's, for example. They said, look, we can put in robots. We can install these auto auto machines. And we can cut our staff from 15 people down to three. Um, And that's what's happening. So guess what? People are paying the price because there's a lot of entry-level jobs that are now no longer available that when you and I were in our teens and looking for our first jobs um, that we would apply for and get some experience, those are all gone. A lot of them are, uh, you know, out the door. Well, and Roger, it doesn't have to be this way because uh, I don't think that businesses would be looking towards automating so much if uh, if government policies hadn't or isn't, hasn't, isn't making uh, labor so much more expensive. So at some point in time, they finally em, employers finally have to make a decision. But it's not because uh, it, it's, it's because of government. It's not because of anything else. From what I can see, Roger, you're absolutely correct. And, and if you look at it, if, if uh, a municipality or a state comes in and says, "Okay, we're going to mandate that you have to increase the minimum wage," you know, to a, a, a certain level. That's going to be great because now people can go out and afford to buy things. What ends up happening is employers will cut back on staff and they will raise their prices. And so now if minimum wage was $10 an hour and people could afford gas at $2.50 a gallon, the new minimum wages drive up the prices for the convenience stores and the the rigs and the, the truck drivers and everybody's wages go up a little bit. But then the prices follow suit and they match almost exactly percentage for percentage. And so now the people that are making $15 an hour can no longer afford to pay their rent or buy their groceries because everything has gone up in price. And they they just don't seem to get how this works. And most of this stuff comes from, and it's not just wages. That's not really the biggest culprit. It's a lot of these new programs that our legislature has passed and other states as well. And it's, it's interesting to watch these things as they sweep across the country. You can see one blue state passes a new sick leave law or a new paid medical leave law, and you can just watch it pop up within days or weeks in almost every single legislature across the state that thinks like that, original state. So California passes something, and boom, you, you see it in Washington, Oregon, Colorado, Nevada, other places, just and it just moves right across the country. And then it has massive unintended consequences. 
Well, it truly does. And the, the point that, 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 again, we need to make on the scenario that you just explained was in the raising of the min, minimum wage, the prices, everything goes up. Those, those employees that were still employed, everything's gotten more expensive for them. But the other thing that happened was there were those people that were not hired or were laid off because of the higher minimum wage. And example I wanted to give you, Roger, is um, the car wash that I go to. Um, I, I remember going, um, going to the car wash. I saw all this equipment uh, that had just come in, and new equipment. I thought, well, that, that's interesting. And, uh, and they had all kinds of kids that were working there, wiping down cars, helping um, – you know, helping the the customer and great entry level jobs. These kids were learning to work, and I I just I loved it. And so one day I went to the car wash, and there were not as many employees there. And I went through the car wash, and I went out and went to where normally they would uh, wipe the car down. And uh, one of the managers came up and said, "Well, we have this this new equipment, and uh, we've got this new." A dryer that you go through, and it's a um, spotless dryer, and uh, so we don't really need to wipe your car down. We we can. We've got some people here that would do it, but we don't need to. And I thought, oh my gosh, all those kids and the camaraderie of going to work and working with those, you know, working with other people and working with customers and making their own money. That opportunity had just gone away for them, and it made me really sad, Roger. Well, and, and, and you're absolutely correct. I and mean, it's not just young kids either. There's a lot of those positions, like on the weekends, are filled by folks who wanted to get a second job or needed to get a second job for one reason or another. And now those jobs aren't available. Um, we hear about, you know, the economy today and how many people are out of the workforce. And we everybody just likes to conveniently try to blame it on, you know, the COVID after effects a lot of times. But it's, it's really way more than that. It's the automation that's hitting a lot of industries. It's the raises in um, wages. And I'm not against paying people, you know, what they're worth, you know, for the job. Um, and I think some employers, and there's very few of them, some employers are a little bit too low and they make it really tough on everybody else. But most employers that we work with pay their employees pretty well. And they, they design benefit packages with our assistance that um, really try to take care of their employees. But then the government comes in, they jack up the wages, and then they start throwing a whole bunch of new taxes that are disguised as welfare programs. And all of a sudden, the costs for an employer have risen substantially, because not only did you have the taxes, the standard taxes go up, um, like your state unemployment tax or you know things like that that have risen, but now you've got all these new programs, and none of these programs are free. I mean, if you look at the family program, which is actually being run very well by the state of Colorado, the Department of Labor in, in this state is doing a great job compared to a lot of other states that have passed these. Um, but you just look at how many people have been hired to work for the Colorado Department of Labor and Employment now uh, under this family program. The program didn't exist a couple of years ago, and... They're, they've got like 130 new people in a brand new division, and they're growing as fast as they possibly can. They're constantly adding jobs. And some people would be like, okay, great. You know, all those people that didn't get to work at the car wash can go work for the Department of Labor. But these are government jobs. That's not the government shouldn't be the biggest employer in the world. I mean, and that's a big issue. And so the costs go up, the jobs get fewer and fewer because of automation. 
And then we put in a bunch of programs that, you know, were already being taken care of by a vast majority of employers. Um, and all of a sudden you've got this huge catastrophe where people that want to work can't find jobs. Right. And employers that are looking for employees are struggling to find employees. Well, and yes, it's difficult for employee, employers to be competing with government uh, when it's hiring really employees difficult. as well. And the other thing is, remember, government doesn't create anything. All of those jobs, the, those people that are being paid, that means that that money has to be taken from those that are producing goods and services. And so it's important that they remember that. So I'm talking with Roger Hayes. He is the CEO and president of Passio HR, uh, sponsor of the show. And you can get more information. You can go to my website, uh, and that will connect you to their website. But that's Passio, P-A-S-I-O, HR. The show comes to you because of wonderful sponsors like Lauren Levy. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy. Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N. You want to be proactive about protecting your home and family in light of high crime and uncertain times. You need to go to Franktown Firearms. As a family-owned and family-friendly gun store and range, Franktown Firearms invites you to train and learn together. They want you and your family to be safe and confident in using the firearms you purchase. And while most ranges will teach you to shoot down a straight line, Franktown offers a more tactical approach where you're walking, ducking, drawing in more realistic scenarios and always with safety as a top priority. Training your family to defend themselves is an important process. You need a patient and experienced trainer to work with. Franktown Firearms offers group classes, one-on-one training, and special shooting events like Tactical Fun Night to improve your skill and have fun while you're at it. Visit klzradio.com franktown and schedule your family's training today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, uh, one of the nonprofits that I dearly love is USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, they are raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial at 6th Colfax. And uh, my friends, we must remember our history and we must honor those that have stood against tyranny, have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for us. And a great way to do that right in our community is to go to usmcmemorialfoundation.org. That's usmcmemorialfoundation.org and make a contribution. On the line with me is a show sponsor. Uh, that is Roger Hayes with Passio HR. That's P-A-S-I-O-H-R. And Roger, I wanted to ask you about this headline that I 
saw from uh, KDVR. It says Coloradans will um, be able to use paid sick time for more reasons starting in August. Now, that's right around the corner. It says Colorado lawmakers passed a law this year to expand the reasons employees can use state-required paid sick leave. Senator Faith Winter and Representatives Jenny Wilford and Junie Joseph, all Democrats, were the prime sponsors. Uh, so this, what's your thoughts on this? I, I Again, I think this makes um, expanding these programs makes it even more difficult for employers ultimately uh, to hire people, I think. What do you think? Well, I agree. It's, it's what we were talking about before is that, you know, costs um, to the employer go up. And then what this thing does is they expand the uses for the sick leave. Sick leave used to be for if you were sick and or if your children were sick and you had to stay home and take care of them. And it's what we talked about a couple of years ago when they were debating these bills. Um, you know, the business groups went into the legislature and said, hey, look, we already do a lot of this stuff. Most companies do. Why don't you focus on the bad operators and get them in line instead of passing these large government spending programs that impact everybody? And then what we said was, you're going to – two things are going to happen down the road. You're going to expand all of the things that you allow people to do and use these for – which is going to take employees away from work more often. Now, I don't want people coming into work sick, but they're expanding it way beyond the traditional, you know, take time off to care for a loved one. That's how they pushed the original bill. Um, But it's gotten bigger than that. Now you can take sick time off for a lot of other reasons that don't really revolve around being sick. Um, Same with the family leave bill. They're going to do the same thing to that eventually, in my opinion. They'll start expanding what you can use it for. And they've already actually started doing that. Um, And it's not a terrible thing, but it is an example of what they're doing. They've um, expanded the family program to um, foster parents now, which isn't a terrible thing. But you can see the slippery slope as we keep going out farther and farther. And they're just going to allow you basically to take time off paid by the state um, for all kinds of goofy reasons. And that means people aren't going to be at work and employers struggle because these bills all say the same thing. You have to protect the employee's job, meaning you can't replace the employee if they're gone too long. And so that is a burden on small businesses. Mom and pop shops really struggle to be able to have a person out on leave and you know bring somebody in temporarily to replace them. I don't know um, the last time you looked into picking up temporary workers, but the costs are exorbitant. They're very, very, very high. Um, and, and the other thing these things do, and this is my biggest frustration with them, when you expand these services, you also expand how many people have to work on them, right, at the Department of Labor. And they're raising taxes, basically, on businesses. Businesses pass those increases on to their customers. But look how much money is not being spent on the employees that they said that these programs are for. Look at the overhead and the, and the salaries for the Department of Labor folks or whatever program this happens to be. Tons and tons of the tax dollars that are being raised supposedly to benefit these employees so they can take paid sick leave are going to wages and benefits and overhead. When you create a department that's, you know, 100, 200 new individuals, that's an awful lot of salaries. And so a lot of the money is not being spent where it was supposed to be. It's being spent on um, salaries and benefits for a bunch of government employees. And um, that really frustrates me. And, you know, and that's the thing that what we see is um, is 
when these government programs, laws, whatever are are put forth, it's always under this idea of compassion and, and, and compassion for sick, you know, if you're sick or compassion uh, if you've lost a family member. And uh, that's, that, sells, that sells with the public, but what people are, we, and hopefully they'll start to connect the dots between inflation and uh, all these additional government programs are actually we are paying for that both in taxes and um, and inflation and we need to continue to inform people about that Roger I agree and there's one thing that they always slip in that a lot of people don't catch and don't pay attention to with a lot of these programs like family paid sick leave if you read the legislation they usually exempt governmental agencies you know they 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 exempt themselves it's what it's what politicians have always been best at dump stuff on the public but it doesn't apply to me i don't have to follow the laws or i don't have to pay the taxes or whatever and so when you look at like the department uh, when they create one of these new um, groups one of these new um, programs they're not actually paying into it you know so they're hiring all these other people they're taking them off out of the private sector they're giving them these government jobs but the the tax for the, the program isn't necessarily going up for those people and so one of the big things that's really frustrating is as you expand these programs, now you need more money to cover the cost because you've allowed all huge groups of people in that weren't originally intended when they first sold it to us. And they promised it was only going to be 0.45% of an employee's gross wages every month to pay for this program. Now all of a sudden they're like, geez, that's not covering it anymore. We need to come up with some more cash. How do we do that? Well simple you just go in and raise the price and a lot of these laws allow the department heads the director of you know this division or that division to go ahead and to a certain level raise these things unilaterally they don't have to go back to the legislature and ask for it they don't have to go raise taxes per se they just deem that they need to raise it and all of a sudden it goes from 0.45 percent to 0.65 and then 0.85 and then one percent and these things just keep getting more expensive as they as they open the doors and let all kinds of more individuals take advantage of it for reasons that the bill was never originally intended. And it really crushes um, small business. makes it really hard to survive. What are you seeing, Roger, here in Colorado uh, regarding uh, bu- new businesses? Are, are people still opening businesses? Are we starting to see the effects of all these new uh, programs and the, the taxes required? Or what are you seeing? Well, people, people are still starting businesses. That doesn't slow down a lot of times. I mean, we've seen a little bit of a drop-off in Colorado. But what we're seeing more of, I think, is, is the failure rates. So you're working for somebody. You're not really paying attention to what the employer has to do. You're the employee. You punch in at 8 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock or whenever. You do your job and you go home. You don't see the behind the scenes, the stuff that my company helps employers with. You don't see the extra burden of taxes and the the burden of compliance that they're now spending more and more time filling out paperwork so they're not generating more revenue. Um, And so people will go out and start these businesses and then all of a sudden they get just overwhelmed by the paperwork and the tax burdens and the compliance timing and they shut it down. A lot more often, these businesses are failing because they just can't do this anymore. 
And so you still see them start. And that's one of the things that, you know, it's, it's like what governments do best. They pick and choose the statistics they want to follow. And they may stand there and beat their chest and brag about how many small businesses were started in the state during this period of time. But then they don't tell you how many of them didn't survive a year. And they just didn't make it because of all the burdens. And, you know, it looks really great when you're starting it. But if, if you if think of it as a bucket and you're going to put water in the bucket, well, you start new businesses. That's the water going into the top of the bucket. That's great. You're filling up that bucket and you're really proud of yourself. But when you ignore the fact that there is a softball-sized hole in the bottom of the bucket and the water is pouring out as fast or faster as you're filling it up, you're not getting anywhere. You're not making any ground and you're not bringing a lot of new tax revenue to the state because these businesses don't have a chance to survive. It's wow. really frustrating. That's a very important analogy. Uh, Roger Hayes, I so appreciate you. I appreciate our partnership. And again, what is your website? So www.passio.hr, or they can use Passio, P-A-S-S-I-O, P-E-O, and both of them end in .com. Either one of those will get it to the same website, so they can use either one of those. I had spelled that wrong, so it's with two S's, P-A-S-S-I-O. Oh, yeah. I didn't. My apologies. I didn't catch that. Okay. So, yeah, we want to make sure that's correct. Thank you so much, Roger Hayes. Thank you, Kim. And our quote for the end of the show is from Frederick Bastiat. He says, the real cost of the state is the prosperity that we do not see, the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access, the businesses that do not come into existence, and the bright future that is stolen from us. The state has looted us just as surely as a robber who enters our home at night and steals all that we love. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. Those are the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, transgender rights, racial rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there are special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that people still really prefer freedom over force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, and uh, have purpose in this life. So strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with, producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Our number two on July 25th, producer Steve. I guess we should let people know that creaky noise <clears throat> wasn't your joints. That was <laughs> your guest adjusting her microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it is a Susan Coach of our Tuesday. Susan, it's great to have you here. Wonderful sponsor of the show. You are an entrepreneur and owner of 88 Drive-In Theater. And uh, 
getting through all this rain now, and uh, people are ready to go to the, the movies, yes? Yes, they are. They came Friday night. Uh, we had a big downpour, and they came anyway. Okay. It seems like every night almost we have a big downpour. You know, and window-rattling thunder. Window-rattling thunder is right. Mm. God's bowling balls, they say. Something else. (laughs) (laughs) So, but uh, hey, uh, be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. And we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, wanted to mention Hooters Restaurants. Uh, they've been sponsors of both my shows for quite some time. And uh, I got to know them initially when I was on city council. And it's a really fascinating story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. And waited to talk with them about being a sponsor till a few years after I was on off of city council didn't want to have any anything that looked weird you know but right. but they've been great sponsors of the show and uh, they have specials monday through friday for lunch and happy hour and wednesdays they have a wingsday special so again that's hooters restaurants and how i got to know them it is a great story about freedom and free markets and capitalism and uh, so i have a lot of great sponsors and one of those of course is 88 drive-in theater and we're going to be talking about the movies here in just a little bit but uh, word of the day is conundrum and let me get to, there's so many different things that are such a conundrum in our, in our world today. And the uh, definition is a riddle in which a fanciful question is answered by a pun. Number two, a problem admitting of no satisfactory solution. Or three, a conceit, a device, or a hoax. So conundrum. Yes, many small businesses are in a conundrum about all these new laws they're passing. Yes, and <laughs> you were listening to Roger, right? As, uh, I was. Coming in. Yeah, I have a couple comments about that. One thing I think people don't realize, they like to vote. They think, oh, you know, we'll vote for minimum raise wage for these people. And everything, I, it just echo 100% everything Roger said. But the other thing people don't consider is how that affects them. As an employer, when minimum wage hits, I have a certain number of people who already have worked for me for a number of years, and they have experience and shown that they can arrive on time and get the job done mostly without supervision. So when minimum wage goes up, I can't just pay those people the same wage because then everybody's making the same pay. Those people are not going to be happy. And if I'm going to keep them, I have to pay them a little more. But in, but I can only afford just a little more, especially when you get all these family leave. Um, they are taxes, all this other stuff that you have to add in there. Uh, so what happens is it winds up being a flattening of wages for everyone, uh, equality, if you will. And there's no allowance for experience or talent. And uh, so think about that when, when they're pushing these minimum wage laws. It will impact you if you go to get more education or go to get another job and try to do better and raise your income. It's all going to be flattened by those minimum wage laws. Well, and uh, really, these minim- forced minimum wage uh, actually is, I would say, a youth unemployment. I think you're the one that actually said that to me initially. Absolutely it is. And I'd given the example of the car wash that uh, I go to, and uh, I think because of the increasing cost for labor, there were all kinds of kids that were working there, and the camaraderie mm-hmm. of, of working with other people and working with uh, customers, and uh, then they automate it. And so many of those kids are no longer working. What a disservice that is. But again, these folks are not 
not thinking about that. Not at all. I hire a lot of kids, and there's a lot of things that they have to learn how to work uh, commercial equipment, you know, like a can opener, uh, how to get along with one another, how their paychecks work. There's so many things that they learn from that first job people never take into account. And uh, I work really hard to teach uh, the kids that work for me all of this stuff that they're going to need to know. But um, I went and got a, a self-buttering machine so the customers can take care of that themselves so I can reduce staff. I have to pay that family leave now, and I have to match it. Uh, there go their raises. Well, the Bastiat quote that I had at the end of the show really is very appropriate for that because uh, I guess um, a couple of things. I, well, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's do that. Let me get to our quote of the day. And this is from uh, the great little quote book from the Center for American Values, uh, which is located um, right here in Pueblo, Colorado, on the beautiful Riverwalk. And a couple of things that they do is they focus on uh, they focus on our Medal of Honor recipients, as well as they are also about these important principles of America, of honor, integrity, and patriotism. So they're putting together all kinds of great educational programs as well. And uh, you can get more information by going to AmericanValueCenter.org. That's AmericanValueCenter.org. But I am taking uh, quotes from Medal of Honor recipients and in the first hour sharing the citation of what they did. And uh, Jose M. Lopez, United States Army Medal of Honor recipient, born in 1910, died in 2005. Uh, and again, his, his citation was amazing. Uh, he said this, Our freedom allows us to enjoy the sense of honor and pride necessary to be a hero. Stay free, be proud, and never cease to do what is right. And I'm, I'm bringing these forward because they are so inspirational. These so- stories are so inspirational, Susan. They really are. And I'm really excited to uh, have on the line with me John Boson. Uh, Boson Law is a new sponsor of the show, and uh, I know each and every one of my sponsors personally, and I highly recommend them. And so when you need their goods or services, uh, a great way to work with people that strive for excellence is to work with my sponsors, but it's also a great way to support the show. So John Boson, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. How are you this morning? I am doing well. And uh, I had a question for you uh, as we were looking, um, you know, at at your law practice and different things that you do. We talked about Tylenol and moms taking it when pregnant and autism. And so you are are helping people with those kinds of cases, correct? We are. Um, link between Tylenol, acetaminophen, and women that took it during pregnancy and their children being diagnosed with autism. So anybody, any, anyone that knows a child that has been diagnosed anywhere on the spectrum uh, with autism, mother took Tylenol or acetaminophen during pregnancy, child born between 2013 and 2020, uh, we'd like to talk to them. Okay. And uh, what, how, what, how does this work then? They, they give you a call and you, you have a consultation? or how, What does this look like for, for a mom? Because this has to be pretty emotional, I would think, for parents uh, that are going through this with their children. And so what's the process, John? Well, they give us a call. We ask questions. We've got a questionnaire. There are, there are criteria that can uh, potentially... Uh, knock a case out. So we go through that criteria. Um, and it, it's a pretty simple process, really. 
starts with a phone call, 303-999-9999. And you've uh, done a lot of research on this and can certainly be a good resource on that. And, uh, again, this is children that were born between 2013 and 2020, correct? Correct. Okay. So, John, what's that number again? Uh, people should be able to remember it. It's pretty easy, but oh, what is that number? Oh, top one. <laughs> yeah, I forget it myself sometimes, <laughs> of course. 303-999-9999. And, Kim, as I, as I tell folks, and any time I speak or present, time is always of the essence. The sooner anything happens to anyone in the personal injury uh, area and they give us a call, the sooner we can give them the advice that can make all the difference, uh, often makes all the difference. Get them on the right path. Whether we take the case or not, I'm going to talk with folks, explain to them, educate them, because stuff that folks don't know will absolutely hurt them. So the sooner they they talk with me or one of my uh, attorneys, uh, the better off they're going to be. Okay, again, that's John Boson, Boson Law. That's B-O-E-S-E-N Law. B-O-E-S-E-N Law. The number is 303-999-9999. John, thank you. We will talk to you next week. Thank you, Kim. Okay. And uh, another great sponsor of the show is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And Roger and his team understands there are unknowns that can keep you up at night. That's why the Roger Mangan team can also help with life insurance and health insurance needs to replace lost income. Call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan team is there. Rosie's doing it. So is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been at it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That is why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider the opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Munson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. Hey, welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Text line is 720-605-0647. And uh, you just heard the spot for Dr. James Lyons-Weiler. And you can find his uh, essays and writings at uh, Popular Rationalism at Substack. But he also has created this amazing educational program, ipac-edu.org. 
uh, designed for the those that are intellectually curious uh, that they can be taking courses from great instructors. And Susan Kochevar, who's in studio, you know her, entrepreneur and owner of 88 Drive-In Theater, you're taking some of uh, Dr. Jack's courses right now, yes? Two of them, the Microbiome Masterclass and the Autoimmunity and Human Health. And you don't have to have any... Uh, background for the most part to understand what he's teaching everybody is it's very clear you can ask questions you don't have to apply you know you just pay for the class and it's extremely high level um education information in fact with these classes i've been applying the same the things that i'm learning you know i always like to make sure that the stuff i'm learning actually is what i see happening in the real world so i applied the the things i learned in these classes and I've lost seven pounds just not eating processed food, just that one thing. Wow. So um, feeling better than ever. So I highly recommend the classes. They're a lot of fun. Uh, Camaraderie is great. And if you can't make a class, don't worry. They're all recorded, and he'll send them to you. So they're preparing for the fall semesters here soon, so prepare for that. And uh, he do, it does give Kim Munson Show, or he has Kim Munson Show listeners, a discount on tuition. But tuition, it's... It's almost like free. It's not, yes, it's nowhere near like a, a full-blown college. It's, it's affordable, but the high-quality instructors are uh, unmatched anywhere. So, again, and as I got to know Dr. Jack through, well, it was during COVID, and, and he was a New York liberal, and here I am, a, a, a kid that grew up in Kansas, um, conservative, meaning conserve this idea of America, that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That's what I'm about conserving. And mm-hmm. so we both love the, con- we have come together and um, both believe in this fabulous U.S. Constitution. And so it's been, it's been a friendship that has, has really grown because we have a conversation, because we're talking about these ideas and kicking the tires on these ideas, Susan. Yeah, he is wonderful. He is one of the first people I saw on TV out on the steps of one of the buildings in Washington, D.C., saying, stop, we don't want to shut things down. This is not how you do this. And so he drew my attention uh, at that point. And right now he's lobbying really hard to take Anthony Fauci's spot. And I think he would be fantastic as director of, uh, is it NAID? N- yes, yeah, yeah. he would be. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, he's another great sponsor of the show. So, Susan, I, I realized that I had this treasure trove of, and I haven't asked you enough really about movies, but if, you've been in the industry forever. You've seen mm-hmm. all this. You've seen the culture. And, uh, in fact, I'm going to be out at 88 Drive-In Theater on Saturday night. You uh, have two features. I've not seen Sound of Freedom yet. That's going to be the second feature. Mm-hmm. You've got Barbie before that. We do. I'm not sure if I can. I know <laughs> I should probably sit through that. But uh, so I'm going to be out there. Uh, and the gates open at 7. Is that right? Gates open at 7. Yeah, we recommend being there at 7. We've been heaving full. But um, it's a lot of fun. Drive-inning is great. So come on out, and you can see both features. One low price, $10 per person. Children under 12 are free. Okay. So. Yeah, that does. Uh, what about the people in the trunk? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> my staff will catch you and make you go buy a ticket. <laughs> make them buy a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and again, what, what a, it's reasonable, and so it will be Barbie first because mm-hmm. maybe not all people wait for the second feature. But you haven't seen Sound of Freedom yet. I haven't either. Right. 
So, so what are you seeing happening in Hollywood? And and, and uh, I guess they're still on strike, but I heard that Angel Studios didn't that they could still keep working. I mean, what, what's going on? Yeah, it's really exciting. There is really exciting and scary at the same time. So you're right. There is a writer's strike, and if it is not resolved soon, like very soon, the next week or two, they will collapse the entire industry. There will be no theaters. There absolutely will not be because they need movies in that pipeline so that the theaters have something to play, obviously. So if they keep going, they're going to – because just about all productions have stopped. So they will collapse everything, all the pictures for the fall and for the spring. And um, So there will be no revenue. There will be no revenue. And we have just come through COVID. The theaters are struggling. Uh, all those employees are struggling. Uh, everybody's struggling. So um, – I hope they resolve it soon. Okay. Um, I know one of the things they're arguing about is uh, using their likenesses to develop AI films. I would tell the actors and actresses not to worry about that too much. It still is going to take an individual with a personality. AI is not going to be able to be that. It's not going to have its own personality. Humans are unique. So I don't think I would worry too much about mm-hmm. that. Well, this whole AI thing, we've had discussions about it, and it seems to me that those that are pushing this in transhumanism, that uh, they want to become gods or play god, and that never works out very well. No, they want to do that, and they think they're going to um, live forever. That's part of their idea. And I, in my opinion, they are full of themselves, and AI is nowhere near as good or ready as they think. We still don't have self-driving cars. If you've tried to use voice-to-text on your telephone, it's terrible. <laughs> so I had a friend that had done that, and <laughs> she'd send it, I think, to her husband. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's not. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not very good. So, if you know. I think they're really full of themselves and their abilities. We'll okay. see how all this works out. These are the same people that are pushing a lot of other really bad things and, and um, that have really bad consequences. And that's why we do the show is mm-hmm. so that people can know what's going going on. And and you're a great partner of the show, and you've, you've said that you you feel that it's a great value. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's one of the ways I can work really hard and I can support the show, and uh, it's my way of helping to get the word out to other people. It's a way for me to fight for freedom. Uh, by supporting the show while I'm working, flipping hamburgers or whatever. Well, and I love the whole entrepreneurial spirit. And again, I will be out there this Saturday night. So would love to have you join us. And you sold out every night this last weekend. So get there by 7 Yeah, and uh, plan ahead on that. And mention the, sh- mention the show because we'll give you a free bag for popcorn. And then they can use the buttering machine that you just bought so yes. <laughs> to put the butter on there. Okay, let's talk about Sound of Freedom. Uh it's it's a movie that uh, I guess it was produced uh, or several years ago and sat on the shelf. The story I hear is sat, that Disney had it. It sat on the shelf, and that Angel Studios, which is um, the the studios that is, um, I, I think, producing the, the Chosen and, and a variety Mel of Gibson's other things involved. Yes, and so um, Angel Studios bought it and then distributed it, mm-hmm. and it's. Grossed over a million, hundred million dollars, right? Yes, it's number three currently. Fantastic for a tiny little studio. Those folks work super hard. They even came to the Drive-In Association to get the drive-ins to play the picture, and they've been fabulous to work with. 
So, uh, but it, it's a very, very important topic. It's a very serious topic. We're talking about trafficking of children, you know, and I have been very concerned about that. We see all these people coming across the border, and we see these traffickers dropping children over I the saw that. wall just down onto the, you know, the ground, the ground, and running. There's nothing off. compassionate about that. No, and I, I have another question about that. You know, they say something like eighty-five thousand children. Okay, you're and, telling, and disappeared. And, and where do those children come from? Are you telling me that the parents just didn't care about them and just gave them up like that? I don't believe it. I think they're probably being kidnapped from all those South American uh, countries and trafficked. I don't think that those parents are giving those children up for one minute. Something terrible is happening, and we need to stop it. And so I'm very proud to play The Sound of Freedom. I know all the other independent drive-ins are picking it up, and it's just doing... So it's going to just keep grossing more and more money. It is, and it shows that the uh, that Americans are actually awake. They want something, they understand and will buy something serious that furthers their education understanding of what's happening. I am just... So happy to see this picture do well. And it's not the only one. Uh, There have been a number of religious pictures that have been released that are doing better and better. And there's a a picture called Nefarious, which was produced by uh, Steve Dace, who's on the the Blaze Network. Uh, It's a very good picture, also with a very solid message. It did very, very well, uh, too. Um, So... I think there is a shift, a very big shift in the culture. And they say politics follows culture. So we may see a very big shift very soon. Well, I think that's why these radical activists are doubling down. Yes. Uh, I mean, coming after our water heaters now? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're scared. Uh, and it makes them more dangerous. And they will do crazier things. You see in Michigan where they have charged the alternate electors uh, for the last presidential election, those people who were going to vote for Trump. That's a very common thing. Uh, the Democrats have run other electors as well. Um, there's nothing you can even charge those people with. Uh, and I see that, I think it was Arizona was considering doing the same thing. They're scared, and they're trying to use lawfare to frighten everyone. Right, so I I think that they were going to charge them with a crime or something, right? A yes. felony or something. Yeah, it was uh, fraud or some other ridiculous charge. Right, and uh, so, but you you make a very important point that politics is downstream from culture, and uh, you're very encouraged. Question on because you're also running Barbie, and I've heard that Barbie is super woke, <laughs> which is uh, it's 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 unfortunate. Uh, uh, because, uh, and I read uh, Ben Shapiro's review of the movie. He said here, you know, Barbie's been this this doll that kids have loved. American uh, icon, yeah. yeah uh, and, and, and they're using that then to push a woke agenda. So question, uh, if, if um, from the dollar standpoint, because we're looking at dollars for Sound of Freedom and Barbie, you're running both. So do you report that? And does each of the movies get half the revenue and the reporting? Or how does that work? It kind of all gets combined. So, um, you know, both go on to each film. It's it's peculiar how they do it. But, um, you know, I think people really want to be entertained and, and and have some good, solid escape. And Barbie was different. It was not, a, it was not you know, just repeat, remake after remake after remake. And I think that's really what people are looking for. And I think that's uh, what they were going to see. I don't think it's that they were going to see something that was woke. 
Right. You know, so they you, you go, you, it's like a book or whatever. You pick it up, you read it, and you see what you get, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like that, but it's art. But uh, <laughs> we'll see if it has legs or not. <laughs> no pun intended no pun if Barbie intended. has legs. Because <laughs> uh, she always had great legs, you know? Yes, she did. And yes, and her feet were permanently in the high heel position. In the high heel position. <laughs> uh, yes, I forgot I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Uh, the show comes to you because of great sponsors like uh, Susan Coach of our 88 Drive-In Theater. And then Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning is uh, another great sponsor. And uh, my air conditioner. Uh, I had to get a new air conditioner. Glad that I did it because it works beautifully on these hot days. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubservices.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. In studio with me is Susan Kochevar. She is an entrepreneur and owner of the 88 Drive-In Theater. And uh, I will be out there this week and a Saturday evening. So would love to have you come out and people that come out, they'll actually and say that they know the Kim Munson show. You'll give them some popcorn. Absolutely. Give you back for some from fresh hot popcorn. You can butter it yourself on my new machine. Okay. And uh, you said it's $10 for two movies mm-hmm. and kids, what, 12 and under are free? Under or, 12. Under yes. 12. Okay. Under 12 are free. Okay. So when we well what else about movies the culture sound of freedom what what else what else are you seeing there susan well i think you know uh, one of the things we've seen is uh, a drop in in movie going and i think part of that is the cost of course in the economy but i think part of it is just uh you know kind of lack of new ideas and, and all that stuff coming out of hollywood so i'm very happy to see a new studio like angel studios uh develop and, and step forward. They marketed very hard to all the independent theaters, which is super important, so that they can wedge their way into those big studios. Choice and competition is what it's all about, and they are now the second 
tiny studio that has, well, actually the third tiny studio that has popped up. There's a an actor by the name of Danny Rohrbuck, and you would know him if you watched Matlock. He was kind of Matlock's sidekick. He's also produced some very good movies uh, on his own with the studio with very good messages, and he's doing very well as, you know, they're, they're really up and coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to see all that choice and competition. Uh, and Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Is doing a lot of great work he, as well. Yes, he is. Uh, his wife actually just wrote a great book about homeschooling, and just kind of pushed that a little bit too, because uh, homeschooling is far easier than you think it is. Uh, you can homeschool your child on a very few hours a week and be farther ahead than they are in the schools. They do very little in the classroom during the week. I, I will say that in my opinion. Well, and, you know, speaking of that, uh, in, I, I've done all this work with World War II veterans and telling their stories. And and uh, a, a lot of them, uh, the one that we, um, uh, I guess we're highlighting this weekend on America's Veterans Stories, and it's uh, the book is called Indestructible, and Colonel Rutledge, uh, we basically did a book report on it, and the guy, it's a story about a World War II uh, guy who uh, had, a, I think, a sixth grade education, but if you take a look, if you go on and do a web search for the um, eighth grade exam in Saline County, Kansas in 1895, you will understand that an eighth grade education at that time, people were more educated than people that have doctorates, I would say, or many people that have doctorates. You can't say everything. But um, so I, I realized these kids were learning how to read and write and do arithmetic. And so I did some research, and there's a, a series called McGuffey Readers. And uh, I mentioned it to my mom. She said, oh, that's how I learned to read. Hmm. And so I, I ordered that. And uh, I've got I've got a set of it, and they have uh, again. That's how people can learn how to read and write. And uh, so I might recommend you know check out McGuffey Readers. But this homeschooling had always seemed very daunting to me. Mm-hmm. But when we see this agenda that has taken over a lot of public education with this trans activism, and then putting uh, putting uh, uh, health care facilities on school property. And then passing legislation here in Colorado that says that 12-year kids that are 12 year old and older can um, take psychotropic drugs without their parents' knowledge. Boy, you know, we may want to be getting kids out of public education. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I would take your kid out of school. Find find a way, whether you create a pod with other parents um, or a charter school or there's some other alternatives – Get your kids out of those public schools. And ask for transparency and make sure that you're involved in your children's education as well. That is so, so important, Susan Kochvar. It is. I know so many people whose uh, children will no longer talk to them or let them see their grandkids because of the wedge that's been put in there by those public schools. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend people do that. I know my mom only had an eighth grade education, but she was one of the smartest people I knew. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in fact, she was the first, first person I ever heard say, if you think you own your property, stop paying property taxes and you'll find out who owns your property. You're just paying rent to the government. She just was, was very wise like that. Pekin, Beetson, Sterling, they all grew up there. So, uh, 
That's hard work. Oh, yes. That is really hard work, I know. Very hard. Well, they were all part of the Germans from Russia. And some of the things that my grandfather had passed along uh, after seeing everything that had happened there, you know, the Bolsheviks and all the other things, and those folks escaped the United States. And uh, he would say, you know, never trust the banks. (laughs) (laughs) Never trust the government either. Yes, and boy, you know, those folks knew. So. yeah, boy, that that's a whole other discussion that we totally. uh, we uh, <laughs> uh, can talk about, and that that is, I mean, well, I, I saw this, I saw this yesterday that uh, Whole Foods, Amazon, that they are uh, starting um, that I think that you can pay with something in your palm. Did you see that? And I th- and yeah. I saw I saw that I saw it, and I thought this seems like voodoo stuff. So I, I looked at that that particular site, but then I did some additional searching. This is true. This is pretty darn scary, I think. It is, yeah. There were a lot of, I think, cool ideas that came out of Star Trek, but when they actually get applied, it's kind of scary, and the amount of control that it allows is uh, alarming. And, you know, one other thing that happens with all that stuff, they get all this control, and just like making your medical records, putting them all online, that stuff is not perfect, and it gets screwed up, and boy, people get hurt and injured, and you can never expunge things that are incorrect. They get people mixed up. It, it's not what it's Well, and that was the purported. other thing, is uh, putting our medical records online, on computer, that was uh, during the Biden... Uh, during the Obama administration mm-hmm. in Obamacare. And, of course, it was sold to us again as this will make it easier for hospitals and doctors to be able to share records. Well, then we have to think about who else are they sharing records with. We fast forward to we go through COVID, sharing whether or not you had the, that vaccine and what that would mean and could you go to work. And, uh, and, and so, so we see that there's big danger in more and more centralized control absolutely and all that stuff's hackable uh, you know they they like to pretend it's safe it's, it's not safe and that's why i've <laughs> self-driving cars i'm also a little concerned about that <laughs> yeah i think i maintain my control oh. <laughs> so hey one of the things that you'd sent me a text message recently and that is a new law in rhode island that uh, right now the fee does, is, doesn't seem like it's that much, but every entrepreneur um, or self-employed person, I think, has to now register with the state and pay a fee. And th- this looks like this could be a, a real a, a real um, shot across the bow towards entrepreneurship once again, yes? Total independent contractors. Or if you have something you want to do on the side, say say you like to paint art and you are going to sell it, then you have to register with the state of Rhode Island to pay a $50 fee. And there are even, um, if you don't, I think that's a felony. Mm-hmm. It, it's insane that the charges that they're uh, leveling if you don't file these forms. And this is all an attempt by unions to destroy uh, entrepreneurship and individualism and side gigs. It's so important for people to be able to do those side gigs. A, they de- just get more income. B, they develop, they're trying to develop a new business. Uh, so that is going through Rhode Island now. Uh, I will bet we see it this year in our le- next legislative session. Because as we were talking with Roger Hayes, and which I'm also learning is that uh, these uh, legislators many times are not thinking for themselves. They are just there, and they're they're um, schmoozed to carry different bills, and uh, so 
there is some entity that has written that bill in Rhode Island and it's been passed into law. And then you'll start to see this um, being introduced into blue states. I think you're absolutely correct on that. Yeah, it's a it's like a giant push. In fact, I think they're they they go around picking people and they put them through training programs. Uh, I can't remember the emerge. one emerge here in Colorado, and they start these people on city councils and push them forward. And what a lot of times, what I saw when I was running for office, my Democrat opponent would have a nonprofit. And so, what I think, what I highly suspect is happening, just my opinion, they set up these nonprofits so anybody can contribute to the nonprofit. The, that uh, way, then they can make a living. The, the legislature takes the legislator, the prospective legislator, makes a living while they're running for office. Right. The rest of us can't do that because we're running businesses mm-hmm. and trying to run businesses and run for office. And of course, you mentioned Emerge, and Emerge uh, is a very influential organization that is really training uh, women. Uh, I would say socialist slash communist mm-hmm. agenda, women to run for office and to win. And it is very effective. These, these candidates are very, um, they're very good. They know how to talk to, what to say to some one audience and not to say to another. Now, sometimes it's blatant mistruth, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, they uh, teach them how to run for office and how to win. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, we over here in Colorado, we've got our a Republican operative consultant class that has been, when they say that Republicans don't have money, oh, uh, well, wait a minute. The, the Republican operative consultant class is making a lot of money. Uh, grassroots people, um, and, and the, the other problem is, is uh, the Republican operative class would rather take out the, the Republican conservative unaffiliated um, grassroots than the radical activist Democrats. Yes, you have these Republicans that are making money keeping the whole thing going because they, they you know, can keep the fight going and give us more money. So, mm-hmm. so they're using that. And then you have the, the class that Emerge is uh, producing. And these people are making money uh, from, you know, organizations like Emerge and setting up nonprofits. And then they just give these people the bills to push forward. And they pick the, who's going to run what bill. They do. If you look at... Uh, Representative Michelson Janae in Commerce City, she pushes all of the bills that uh, require psych- that allow for psychiatric care for children without their parental uh, consent. consent. She pushes all that type of stuff, and another one will push uh, all the anti-business bills, and then the uh, anti-firearm bills. That- yep. And, uh, yes, you can see that. You can see it. That is for sure. I'm talking with Susan Kochevar, uh, owner of 88 Drive-In Theater, and uh, another great entrepreneur and uh, partner of the show is Jansen Photography. And uh, I just recently got my new marketing brochure, and people say that it is beautiful. And I have to say thank you to Jansen Photography for helping with all those great photos. And they specialize in photos of families, of children, senior portraits. And then you need to have that great uh, business or uh, that photo for your business or your political career. And so they can help you with all of that. That is jansenphotography.com, jansenphotography.com. And uh, Susan Kochevar is in studio. Another sponsor of the show is uh, Dr. Craig Stimson, my chiropractor. Pain can be exhausting and frustrating. And Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families 
with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Franktown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well. And that comes from a sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commission from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and Tactical Fun Night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And my friends, we need to honor uh, our history. We need to honor those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for us to be in this battle of ideas that is raging right now in America. And one of the ways to honor them is to contribute to the USMC Memorial Foundation as they are raising money for the uh, remodel at the Marine Memorial. And uh, they have had a very successful uh, campaign. Uh, they Through these storms, they had had some damage to the electrical system. And through all of your generosity out there, They've raised the money for that. So congratulations. But again, USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Susan Kochevar, entrepreneur and owner of 88 Drive-In Theater, is in studio. We have Eric on the line. Eric is the entrepreneur, has Eric's or Manning's fa- um, famous burritos. Eric, welcome. Hi, Kim. Hi, Susan Kay. <laughs> Hi, Eric. Hi. Last week... Uh, this is addressed to you, Susan. Dennis Quaid was on an uh, interview uh, on Newsmax. And basically, you know, he said that uh, Hollywood studios were moving to Texas. You know, not that I care because of their, you know, agenda and their wokeness. But you've been in that field. How true is that? And have you heard that basically Hollywood's moving to Texas? <laughs> I have um, 
I've not heard that interview. I know that I think um, that certainly making moving to Texas makes sense because uh, it's so expensive to do things in California. They've just, you know, priced themselves out with all of their ridiculous laws. And Hollywood's responsible for a great deal of that. And it wouldn't surprise me if Texas isn't trying to offer them some economic incentives. But I'm hoping that uh, that uh, that doesn't happen because, um, uh, first of all, those economic in- uh, incentives uh, un- unlevel the playing field for all businesses. It's a terrible thing. But um, we don't need those uh, policies and ideas in Texas. Right. Matthew McConaughey, he was in on the interview and, and says as well, you know, everything's big. He had said, uh, I'm just paraphrasing, everything is big in Texas. So, you know, come on down. Yeah, he and grew I up like in Matthew Texas. Yeah. Uh-huh, he ought to know better. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of us, you know, conservatives that are in the uh, film industry industries but you know they kind of are behind the curtain you know because they're afraid to get you know parts in movies as you know yeah it's true okay god bless y'all that's why i think it's so important for these other new studios uh because that will help those people who wish to speak up hey if eric changing Uh um, i'm just looking at this text that you sent me you said that your city trash um pickup was free but now it's 75 dollars a month yes and that's what that uh that councilman oh oh i forget his name he's that black uh navy guy uh army guy whatever he's the one that submitted that law in january and that's what i want to try to get reversed you know so that we could sign on the uh dotted line because kim my god why? I mean, it's been free for years. Why are they charging $75 now a month? And this is hurting small people that have small wallets. Well, you think so? That's seven fifty. That's almost, what, 900 oh. I'm trying to do my math quickly, but close to $900 a year. Uh, with property taxes going up, with inflation, all of this is because of government. Eric, thank you so much. And I'll, I'll text you. I'll text you that councilman when I find it. Okay. Okay. That that sounds okay. good. God bless, uh, Susan. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about trash because this is this is the consequences. I remember that you were in a a trash fight a few years ago, and and the so the city comes in and they said that. One of, well, we, we want to take this over and get rid of uh, the competition here because with oh, competition, there's uh, trash pickup on different days. We don't want to have trash. It's too hard on the there. roads. Yeah, all, all this that. ridiculous stuff. Okay. You're still going to have to have that same amount of trucks on the roads because it's still going to have to pick up all that trash. What has happened is the cities have come in. They've destroyed the small business trash owners. Uh, trash company owners, you can't. Uh, there's no choice in competition. You can't change to a different. A trash company that picks your trash up more regularly or costs less or just offers whatever particular service you need, recycling or not, whatever. Um, and that's what the cities have done. I saw this start in the city of Arvada. And what moves through one city moves through the other cities. So uh, they forced all those single trash haulers out of business. And now the cities have control. They can raise the prices however they want. And that, again, that hurts people. Terribly. Okay. Next one here uh, says, good morning, girls. Why on earth would we not start a new party and let the Republican Party be dissolved? It's going to be the destruction of the country. 
if it is allowed to continue. Well, I would. I don't know, that, those are strong words. Uh, I. It's a good. It's a good discussion, but I really think that we need to reclaim the Republican Party for what it really stood. It was the party that stood against slavery. It was the, the party that stood for these principles of America, that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. I, I think we need to reclaim it. What do you think, Susan? Uh, in the current state that we are, uh, the current position we are, I think we need to reclaim it. Um, I think any attempt for third parties right now at this point dilutes the vote, and you cannot reclaim it that way. Right. It is what it is. I, I really would like it to be different. Um, we have a real fight going on here in Colorado. The Republican operative consultant class has been milking our donors. So these are our, our business people, our successful business people, that they just want to do their business. And so what happens then is the Republican consultant class comes in and has an issue and uh, that they say, we need to stand this or we need to elect this candidate or, or whatever. And so the, uh, so the, the um, businessmen donates, the operative consultants line their pockets, and then we lose elections. And the consultant operatives, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. They still make money. They still make money, and the fight continues, and that helps them make more money. Right. It's a really nasty Yeah, they don't cycle. want to solve the problem. No. So this year, the only game in town, and I'll talk just a little bit about it, is um, really right now there's only two uh, questions that will be on the statewide ballot. One is this Prop HH, which does need to be defeated because it was passed by this legislature and signed by the governor, uh, and, and basically what it will do is gut – Tabor, our Colorado's yep. Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, under the guise of putting a Band-Aid on increased property taxes. We need property tax reform uh, um, is what we really need. Uh, and so it is correct to – and there is a group that's very organized. It's a grassroots group over here. But the consultants, I've heard, they're out there getting the money to, uh, to defeat Prop HH, which is correct. But – my point that I think that I want to make is that there are those out there that are saying we need to de- defeat Prop HH because we want to protect Tabor. Agreed. Totally mm-hmm. agree. Yep. We are agree- in agreement on that. But the hypocrisy yeah. of somebody like a Bill Owens that is out there, he's part of this Republican operative class. He, Josh Penry, and Dick Wadhams, mm-hmm. all of them are part of that class. And um, uh, Bill Owens was instrumental in getting Referendum C passed, which was a real gut of Tabor many, many years ago. And so I I just, I need to connect the dot. They're on the right side of the issue, but they're they're on the right side, but not for the right reasons. Well, they probably have some other legislation they want to try to come in with to save everybody this legislative session. So we'll have to watch for that and really... Uh, analyze everything closely because now we're in a situation where HH must go down. There's you cannot vote for that. But what will happen is the property taxes will double. So they have a gun to everybody's head. We have got to get on our legislators to get this sorted out quickly. And we need property tax, real property tax uh, reform. Yeah. One important thing about property tax, I'll say, why is it that just because the price of the homes go up, does that automatically mean all these people are going to get an increase based on that property tax? That's that. It should not work that way. It, you should not pay property tax. 
period, the government owns your property. And so we need to have property tax reform. Susan, it's always great to have you in studio. Um, I will be out at 88 Drive-In Theater on Saturday night. And if you mention the show, you'll get some free popcorn. Yep. Okay. And uh, our quote for the end of the show is Frederick Bastiat. He said this, the real cost of the state is the prosperity that we do not see. It's the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access, the businesses that do not come into existence, and a bright future that is stolen from us. The state has looted us just as surely as a robber who enters our home at night and steals all that we love. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends... You are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. their guests and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.